Welcome to The Open Bell, a podcast for trumpet players, by trumpet players, and a cornet guy. I'm your host, Bill Stoneman, and I'm joined by my good friends and fellow trumpet geeks, Joey Tartell and the opaque oracle, Brian Appleby Weinberg. This episode of The Open Bell is brought to you by the World Trumpet Federation. You're doing it wrong if you have not made your way over to worldtrumpetfederation.com and checked out the free offerings on display for you. Articles, how-to videos, and Joey's Almost Famous blog are all there for the taking. Make your trumpeting life better by paying us a visit at worldtrumpetfederation.com. And by the Sullivan Stability Training Method. Dr. Jason Sullivan has spent years studying brass pedagogy, kinesiology, physiology, and other ologies. He has developed a 21st century method of private consultation that enables any wind player to focus on sounding beautiful while he does the math. The Sullivan Stability Training Method is an individualized approach. He works with you daily to give you specifically tailored workouts to develop the strength, coordination, and endurance of your facial muscles through a series of long tones. It's all at your pace and made exactly for you. All you have to do is play and count. Paralysis by analysis? No problem. He does the analysis for you. No need to overthink it. The changes each day are so subtle that you won't even recognize your embouchure getting refined right under your nose. Literally. The Sullivan Stability Training Method has helped many players over the years, including our own Dr. Brian Appleby Weinberg, who can play even louder after his bike accident than he could before. And that's saying something. So thanks a lot, Jason. Hey, visit www.jasonsullivan.com slash stability hyphen training to find out how you can change the way you play. The Open Bell Podcast is comprised of three segments, warming up, a couple things, and no offense. We use these segments to intuit, investigate, and instigate information that we believe is important to inquisitive trumpet inhabitants. Gentlemen, shall we? Warming up, once again, brought to you by ChopSaver. Stop doing it wrong and get over to ChopSaver.com. Dan Gosling has done all of us a great service by inventing this amazing little home run hitter, and I'm out. Brian, what's new in Great Britain? <laughs> well, um, I, I received an anonymous note today, and uh, so I thought I would share it. I think everybody's um, aware of the um, the letter that Herbert L. Clark wrote to Mr. Benj uh, in 1921. Mm-hmm. when Mr. Benj was trying to decide whether he should switch from cornet to trumpet. And he says, uh, you should know this letter, but in case you don't, it's short enough. Uh, replying to yours of the 19th just received, would not advise you to change from cornet to trumpet, as the latter instrument is only a foreign fad for the time present. Um, he goes on <laughs> saying, I've so never great. heard of a real soloist playing before the public on a trumpet. One cannot play a decent song even properly on it, and it's it has sprung up in the last few years like jazz music, which is the nearest hell or the devil in music. <laughs> no offense, Joey. Right? So, I love the open-mindedness of Mr. Clark at the time. Right? <laughs> I am pleased that you are making improvements in your playing. Keep it up and become a great cornet player. You have an equal chance with all the rest, but you must work for it yourself. Wishing you all the best of success. I remain yours, Herbert L. Clark. P.S. I have four amazing studies you're going to love. So, well, at that point, it was only at that point, it was only three. But. So what I received was Mr. Benj's response. 
which wow. I thought was, I had had no idea it even existed. I'm very, very excited about this. So, yeah. so it says, uh, dear Mr. Clark, Huntsville, Ontario, that's where he was at the time. Um, Thank you for your kind words of encouragement and for helping me to decide between cornet and trumpet. I must note a couple of things in your response. He literally went a couple things. <laughs> he literally went a couple, <laughs> a couple things. things. As you note, I have an equal chance. However, I do believe I have a more than equal chance. Furthermore, though you believe jazz to be of the devil, this notion could not be more wrongheaded. Trumpet will indeed wow. become the dominant instrument and will take its rightful place among the heavens. Whilst I, while I too wish you all the best of success and respect you, you can simply F off. <laughs> Which I thought was quite remarkable from Mr. Benj. <laughs> Your instrument will soon be relegated to the beginner bands and kids with true and will gain true little respect through your books. Though your books will take their rightful place next to the other great pedagogy pedagogy <laughs> studies. Sincerely yours, Eldon R. Benj, trumpeter. Yes. And then he okay. started making horns to prove his point. That's right. right. <laughs> I thought it was fantastic. And to whoever listens to the podcast and wanted to send that, I think that's just fantastic. Yeah. Thank you for helping us all out. So that's, was that 1921? Is that what you said? That, yeah. So a so yeah. hundred years ago. Yeah. Oh, there you go. It's a hundred years ago. Wow. And it's, look what happened. Yeah. He was an oracle. Yeah. The battle rages on. <laughs> uh, At least for the three uh, of us anyway. Uh, I, don't I, I don't think that's all. It's not I'm much losing of a like, much like, much like in Joey Jeopardy losing <laughs> again. He, he's, he's lost the battle in the war. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joey, what do you have for us uh, for a little warming well, up? Well, no, nothing quite so good as a hundred-year-old letter from Melton Benj with profanity. Now that—that's <laughs> that's gold. That's gold right there. Uh, I have this as uh, I did our last master class of the of the school year this Monday night, and I, I I usually like to come in with either a topic or a message, and I came in with a message this time because uh, we had a couple groups playing, and I just wanted to get this out, and I thought I could share it, and I, it, it is what to do with your summer vacation. And I have three easy steps. As there's always, this. there are rules there's and there's rules. a plan. Yes. Yeah. You got to have a rule. You got to have rules. You got to have a plan. So step one, take a break. Because boy, if you think about, especially the past the past school year, Oof. you know, has hit all of us in a whole bunch of different ways. And a lot of them not positive. And it's <laughs> it's been a whole lot I, I, for students, for faculty, for everybody involved. So if you can Give yourself a break. Yep. That's step one. And I, I mean like for it. real. Take I'm gonna give myself a week. I'm gonna take whatever time. I'm gonna take some time off. Now you're gonna take time completely off the instrument? I don't know about time completely off the instrument, but it's gonna be like I'm gonna take a an actual break from You're not I gonna like be it. that intense about it. Yeah, I like it. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. So yeah. So step one, take a break. Step two, make a plan. Because this is the hard part of summer is that you might not have lessons every week. You don't have the same direction every week. Your schedule is quite different if you're, you know, you're working, you're home, or you're in summer school. Everything is very different. So you want to think, this is my opportunity. Most of us know what our weaknesses are. Most of us know what we would like to do, but often don't have time to do. This is your chance. So no, step two, make a plan. Address your weaknesses. I said to the class on Monday night, 
If you're unsure of what your weaknesses are, I'm sure that John or Kevin or I would be happy to tell you, ask your teacher. <laughs> <laughs> and I will tell you, two of my students came in after that. Uh, all right, so I'm thinking this. What do you think? And I'm like, you're on the right track. Good for you. So step two, make a plan. Then step three, this is the hardest part. Execute your plan. Mm-hmm. Because, boy, this is what happens over summer. This is what happens over Christmas break. It's like, all right, so next week, what I'm going to do is... And then you get to Monday and, well, m- next week, what I'm going to do is. So then hold yourself accountable. It's an easy three-step plan that everyone can do. Again, step one, take a break. Step two, make a plan. And step three, execute that plan. There it is. That's your summer. There's your summer right there. You're welcome. Gentlemen, little comments? I, I love it. It's great. Summer, summer can be a time to advance the agenda. Or completely slide back. Yes. I don't know that there's any middle ground where anyone just (laughs) maintains what they had. (laughs) I think you fall on one side or the other. And uh, I think this is a great great way to sum it up. The title of my talk today for the Brass Division was the same, was How Not to Suck at Summer. (laughs) There you go. Exactly. (laughs) It's the same same deal. Yeah, it's not easy. But um, there's a lot of research out that's actually that... um, People who practice a lot or people who are super motivated to to get a lot done on a daily basis, they're actually not motivated. It's habitual. It's right. just who they are. Um, and I think that's a fascinating study. Like I, there are a lot of days I'm, I'm not excited about practicing. I mean, right now I am because sounds actually coming out of the horn. So I'm super excited to practice every day. But there are days in the past when I didn't want to practice. It's just like I, I'm, that's what I have to do. Because it's my habit. It's what I do in the morning. I get up right. and I practice. Right. And that's what it is. It's a it's a habit. And you just have to design your your system so that it's just habitual. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, Bill, what do you got for us today? Hey, I, I'm excited to say that you know the uh, the WTF retreat uh, is we're planning for June. It's yeah. coming up. Yes. Very excited. And I've got some exciting new trios for us to play. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So you know my student Jaden. I yes. really t- mentioned his name, but he's the slacker student who, no way, <laughs> he's the student that, remember, he came in, he had a migraine the day, and we ended up talking, which led to this discussion about oh. his his uh, ancestry in Puerto Rico, and then we did some investigating, and now we did this great Zoom call with Anita uh, Taipons, who's the trumpet professor there, and he sent us this Rob- Roberto Milano Sinfonia, which looks like a really cool piece. Is that the cookie guy? Yeah. Okay. We're back to that again, yeah. yeah. And then, and then this set of trumpet trios, which I think are really cool. So we're going to read those at the nice, retreat. maybe Excellent. record them, maybe post a few videos. Whatever. Oh, I, yeah, I like this. But I'm going to talk to Nitai about uh, possibly just making these available on the website, on oh, the World wow. Trumpet Federation website. So fantastic! That's one of the that's very cool. Put those out there on the radar. We'll try to get some videos of those this summer, maybe. Yeah, the retreat. Right. Oh, yeah, the retreat. We need and the no, retreat. we're not selling tickets to the retreat. It's a it's a full agenda. Uh, it's a full brain trust <laughs> meeting. We're yeah. not really gonna have time for visitors. No, no, no. way too much uh, too much work to be done. Work. Yeah, a lot of lot of planning. A lot of. Is there an itinerary for that? Yeah. Okay. How's that work? You got you get points with that? So like a card? It's a card actually. It's a card. Yeah. I'll okay, be sending it out. Yeah, sending it out. Well, listen, uh, in honor of our 45th episode, it's time to play Joey Jeopardy. Oh. Oh. 
I got to get my buzzer out. Hold on. Yeah, get your oh, buzzers wait. ready. It's time for round eight. I watched a video Chandler. on how to make that. Use the buzzer that Joey gave me. I still yeah, don't know how to do to, that. He, um, I, I got you. Got your calendars working, right? My calendars are working. Yes. <laughs> okay. Now, all right, we're two thirds of the way there. My plan is, I'm this, winning the battle here. I'm all this is in on, on the, the calendar for the retreat. <laughs> I'm all in on the calendar. The, the death of paper calendars is on the agenda. No, the no. <laughs> there's no way that's happening. I, it's happening. No, we have Tech Day though. We're gonna oh, excellent. <laughs> get all of our technology in order. Yeah. All right, would you like to know today's categories? Oh, man. Wait. All right, Brian, is your buzzer working? Wow. All right. That's just terrible. All right, category one. When do we eat? Oh. These now are we're talking. bugle calls and their purposes. <laughs> Holy crap, I don't know any bugle calls. You're you were in the, the army. military. You're a, Come you're on. a wartime veteran. I, I played in the jazz band. <laughs> we did not use bugle calls. Right. Category number two, memorable marsupials. These are famous joeys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I love this category. Category number three, just a bit outside. Baseball meets trumpet. I like it. What does that mean? You'll see. Category four, that's <laughs> traveling. Trumpet meets basketball. What does that mean? You'll see. <laughs> I don't think so. And finally, duets. World meets trumpets. That's before and after? No, it's duets. So right. before and after. It's time for Jeopardy. <laughs> oh, my God. Joey, I'm pretty sure you won the last round in every round. So Hey, wait a minute. Can we check? Oh, never mind. Wait. No. You know what? <laughs> Brian, I think, might start because of horn-infused goodness that he just <laughs> killed you on last time. He, he did absolutely <laughs> take me apart on horn-infused goodness. That is true. I was sitting there thinking, did I send him these answers? He was all he over was it, and I, I had nothing. Out of it wasn't that he mind. was even beating me to it. I didn't know it, and he did. Know, that was I, what was so frustrating. I love that he was just saying stuff and then looking like, I don't know yeah, where that came know. from. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. I will. I will absolutely defer to the horn-infused goodness of right, Dr. Brian. Brian okay. Weinberg. When do we eat for one for one hundred? When do we eat for a hundred? This particular call signals that it's time to eat. Buzzer's this not working. Call, uh, this buzzer's not working. I don't know what they're called. You don't have to sing it. You just got to say the name of it. There's a really lovely website, by the way, that plays them all. <laughs> George <laughs> plays them all. We're not. We're not allowed to go to that website. No, that would be cheating. That would be, that cheating. Would be cheating. We don't cheat on this cheat. show. Yeah, there's no cheating. Right. We could guess. All of oh, our military colleagues should. are should really. What, what do you right think now? the signal is called when it's time to eat, Joey? To the mess. Meal time. Uh, Brian's actually closer. It's called mess call. Yeah. Uh, what is mess call? Yeah. What is? <laughs> Hi, Brian. Oh, for two hundred, please. When do we eat? For two hundred, this military bugle call is associated with horse racing, but it's ri Joey. I I hit that by accident. I have no idea. <laughs> My, minus three hundred. I hate it when it goes off by accident like that. Uh, I, this wait. military bugle call is. Brian. What is what is called a post? No. no, it's not what really they call it, but associated with horse <laughs> racing, but its real purpose is to signal the troops to assemble. Oh, this is awesome. Yeah, no idea. First call. Sure. 
Yeah. Yeah, of course, yeah. I thought Joey totally put this that. right over the plate for you. Yeah. All right, no Brian, shot. what do you got? Okay, let's give him a shot. Uh, memorable marsupials for Mem- 100. <laughs> <laughs> memorable marsupials for 100. One of the best friends anyone could have, especially according to his roommate, Bing. Joey. Who is Joey Bishop? Brian. Who is Joey Tribbiani? Yes, Joey Tribbiani. Oh, I thought you meant Bing Crosby. (laughs) That's funny. That's even better. No. Chandler Bing. Friends reference. Come on. Isn't that Chandler Bong? Oh, wow. You actually watched. (laughs) I did watch. That's from one episode. (laughs) Yeah. That's the only one he's ever seen. It's the only one I've ever seen, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's uh, my story. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> right. Um, for 200. Memorable marsupials for 200. The quiet member, this quiet member of the Rat Pack is not nearly as visible as the... <laughs> Joey. Well, that would be Joey Bishop. <laughs> that would be right. <laughs> Which I thought was funny that you yeah. missed the last one. All right, what do you got? Let's stay with the memorable marsupials for three. This Canadian Joey now plays first base for the Reds and was the first member of that team to hit a ball into McCovey Cove. I'm Brian. That. Yeah. I think you beat me in. Yeah. Who is Joey Votto? Yeah. That is correct. You beat me on that one. I and did have a crap. Good oh, for you. Good. 400 memorable marsupials. Memorable marsupials for 400. You might know him as Dave Gouillet, but on Full House and Fuller House, he was known as Who is Joey. Uncle Joey. Joey, what's his last name? Joey. Uh, Gladstone. That Uncle, is right. Oh, wow, Uncle Joey well Gladstone. Wow. wow. And you guys, I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> cut it out. All right? <laughs> wow. You admit I will to tell that. you, I will tell you right impressive. now, I need to give some credit where credit is due. Jamie Tartell, my oldest daughter, loved Full House when yeah, it was on. It was big in our house, too. All right, let's, let's finish that off. Memorable wow, marsupials for five. Appleby Weinberg. <laughs> yeah, okay, memorable marsupials for 500. The grandson of Archie and Edith Bunker, this Joey was a... Joey? Oh, I'm sorry. Were you going to finish yeah, that off? No, no, go <laughs> ahead. From All in the Family? That, that That's Meathead and Gloria's kid? Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That uh, was what's Joey. What's his name? His name was Joey. What's his last name? Stivic. Oh, they were Stivic. Yes. Joey, oh, Joey wow. Stivic. <laughs> I'm writing that going, he's going to know this. Yeah, he's totally yeah. going to know that. Not you, Brian. No, I wasn't going to know that. No chance. <laughs> yeah, Michael Stivic. That was Meathead's yeah. real name. Meathead, on the, well, yeah. Meathead's real name on the show. That was Rob Reiner, Rob who Reiner, went on to be exactly. a great filmmaker. Yeah, yeah. Joey Stivic was the baby. Sally Struthers played uh, yes, uh, Gloria. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Uh, I actually did uh, one... Uh, when Greece was out touring for years and years and years, there was yep. one uh, one tour where she was playing the principal in Greece. So I got to like meet Sally Struthers in real oh, life. I was wow. Like, oh my god, it's Gloria! So yeah, it was very. <laughs> cool. I've heard her tell that story about meeting you actually on tour. I'm, I'm, I was a little surprised I I wasn't in <laughs> memorable more super in show. <laughs> so <laughs> I was going to try to wait, find a way to put you in here, but I thought Brian would miss it. <laughs> I, I would have probably missed it. I, what do you got? Uh, let's go to uh, that's traveling. Wow, that's traveling for 100. Yeah. The Lakers find themselves in need of a forward who knows all of his excerpts. See oh, what I'm up oh, to this here. is a before and after? No, <laughs> no, but I said Lakers, that puts you in a town, in a place, and then think of someone in that place who might know all their excerpts. So do we have to just name? Oh, it's um, 
It's oh. You're gonna name who is Brian? Rob Roy McGregor? No. Oh come on, he's the one who does guess. the books. I know, not the books, but no, that's what saying, you think of we, if you think of just, L.A. So we're just gonna say no. like, like who is Tom Hooten? Is that who what is Tom Hooten? That is right. Oh, oh I thought we were looking to on. link something in there. No, 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 no. That's called duets. You should really watch more television. I, I just named Joey Stivic on no notice. I watch way too much television. You were all over that. I had Uncle Joey Gladstone. Your, Come on. Your, who knows the last name? Your mother is going to be so proud. <laughs> she is not proud of this. Uh, let's go with that's traveling for two. That's yeah. traveling for 200. When the Denver Nuggets need someone to cover the jazz book for an evening, who do they bring in off the bench? Who is Alan Hood? There you go. Yeah, that's well done. Let's go traveling for three, please. That's traveling for 300. When the 76ers play at home, this is the guy you want in the paint. Who is David Bilger? That's right, Joey. Cleaning up. Well, it's basketball. I'm avoiding baseball because that's well, going to go. That's going to be Brian. Yeah. <laughs> let's, no go to, let's, go, let's go travel for 400, that's please. That's traveling for 400. With Phil running the band, Michael Blow in lead, Dennis on the ride book, and Scotty on third, this section was essentially unstoppable. Wait, say that again? <laughs> I lost Wow, really? With, <laughs> I Phil, I with Phil running the band, Michael blowing lead, Dennis on the ride book, and Scotty on third, this section was essentially unstoppable. <sighs> Mike. Phil, Michael, Dennis, Scotty. Who are the Chicago Bulls? Yes, there correct. We go. Yeah. I was trying to think of trumpet players. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I know. I'm twisting your brains a little bit. All right. That's Good traveling. For, that's traveling. Let's close for, it out for five. For 500. Head coach Eric Spelstra can rely. Spolstra. Thank you. Spolstra can rely on this. I even wrote it. I even made a note. <laughs> rely on this go-to player to lead his team to musical victory. Who's Craig Morris? Craig Morris. That's right. Well done. See? There we go. You got the town. There we got the name town. Name the guy. That's there impressive. It is. Um, all right. Well, I, I'm going to avoid. We're not done with uh, when do we eat yet. Let's go back and let's see if we can eat for 300. <laughs> all right. When do we eat? For 300, this call is used to render honors to the nation. Most would associate it with the raising of the American flag. Brian? What is taps? No. <laughs> Raise the flag? The raising of the flag? Joey? Is that, is that uh, the, the, is it called the colors or to the colors? To the color. To there the colors? Yes, to is. the color, yep. All right, let's, go to, let's go to four. 400. When do we eat? When do we eat? When do we eat? This call actually signals that unauthorized lights are to be extinguished, but it is better known. Oh, Joey. Sorry. sorry. No, it's good. I actually think that's taps, the end that of the day. That is taps. Use that's taps, right. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's close Yeah, it but it's better known for use of conclusion at military funerals. All right. Yeah. When do we eat for 500? This call signals the end of the official day. Joey? Isn't that Reveille on both sides? Isn't, isn't that Reveille at the end of the day? No. Retreat is the Retreat, end of the day. Retreat, damn it! Oh! <laughs> Crap. Very cool. Didn't get one. You Good should Lord. have done that as an audio daily double. Yeah, we wouldn't have gotten any of them then. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> All right. Well, we've gotten tabs. Yeah, we did okay. Let's go uh, Two just categories a bit left. outside for one Just a bit outside. Back in the day when Cataravic was starting for the Phils, Phillies, who was always ready to provide relief in the late innings? Now you're on to the game. Brian, was that a buzz? It Sound was. 
Well, is it a baseball player or is it a trumpet player? Well, I'm using baseball to get to the trumpet players. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Joey? Is that Seymour Rosenfeld? Yes, it is. Yeah. I was going to say Tug McGraw because that's the baseball <laughs> reference. I love this. I got you really turned <laughs> yeah, around. Yeah, I'm now. upside down. Mm-hmm. Just a bit outside for two. Just a bit outside for 200. This Jersey cat was born in Vineland, but now plays in the section in Los Angeles and is compensated in a record-breaking way for his work in center field. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, Brian, that's to you. That's way to you, Brian. Yeah. Um, it's uh, <laughs> it's actually not Vineland. It's, um, oh, wow, my you. brain just froze. That's really bad. <laughs> um, it's... Um, my God, he has a uh, he has a, a a case at the high school, trophy case at the high school. That's right, Mike Trout. Yeah. Who and is I'm Mike singing, Trout? And I'm singing Schubert. <laughs> yeah, who is who is Mike Trout? <laughs> Mike Trout. Oh my mm-hmm. God! All right, barely got it, but you did. Are we staying with this? <laughs> yes. Just a bit outside for three hundred. The National Symphony could use this guy whose name alone brings thoughts of elegant piccolo playing and three Cy Young Awards. <laughs> wow. Oh, oh uh. Do you want me to read? Who, who is Max Scherzer? That is right. Get it? Scherzer? Yeah, Scherzer Piccolo. You're welcome. I was trying to remember his first name. Well, let's stay here for 400, please. All right, 400. Just a bit outside. Just a bit outside. <laughs> Serrano's going to need a visa to catch that one. <laughs> and you're out. And I'm out. It would appear that this major league pitcher and I have something in common. We both found our maximum at 108.5. Joey? Who's Randy Johnson? No. Dang. No idea. Oh, come on. Sorry. How many people can throw that fast? Oh, Chapman, Nolan Ryan, Nolan Ryan. He can throw that was his second guess. One hundred one point five. He was I'm clocked. Obje- I'm objecting no, to that. One, him saying Chapman it, first. <laughs> one, yeah, he's not getting points. Ch- I Chapman. always heard it was one hundred four, but then they did an adjustment because of where the radar was placed, and they say it was actually one hundred eight point five, which is interestingly is my maximum for single tonguing on the metronome. <laughs> I actually thought you that was just your, that fast. Your, your age right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what threw me. There's no way you can tongue 108. <laughs> That's why. But he is 108. I thought that was perfect. <laughs> that, that counts. No All points right. for anyone. Oh, wait, for five, yeah. Just a bit outside for okay. 500. In Philly, it's Bilger Kernow. In Chicago, it's Batayan Reidenauer. But with this team, it's Fulmer Scooball. Wow, I got nothing. <laughs> wow, I'm stunned that Brian wasn't buzzing. Isn't still buzzing. Our uh, longtime listener, Josh Hillard, is screaming at his device right now. Oh, my God. You're welcome, Josh. Welcome for the shout-out. So it's, um, well, let's see. It's um, Parcells and Good. Dude, I'm looking for the team. Oh, he just named two people in Detroit. 
Who are the Tigers? Who are the Tigers? <laughs> <laughs> Who are Brian Appleby Weinberg's team? The Detroit Tigers is oh the answer God. I was actually looking for. Wow. I'm not. I'm not allowing points for that either. <laughs> no, oh there's no God. points for that either. <laughs> That's awful. Wow, it's like pulling teeth. Okay, one category left: duets. Which we always excel in. Yeah, we're always good. This is going to be a train wreck. <laughs> These should be so easy. I train already wrecked. All right. Duets for 100. Monty Python heads to Glassboro, New Jersey to film their latest remake. You guys what? are an embarrassment. You are <laughs> you are out. Monty Python. Can we phone a friend? No. We don't have any friends. Monty Python heads to Glassboro, New Jersey to film their latest remake. Nope, I don't. I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> All right, here it is. Life of Brian Appleby Weinberg. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, but see, you said re. Oh, there it is. Okay, yep. I was looking yeah, for the one of the members. Yeah, we'll I was looking for one of the yeah, members. Me too. I was like, John Cleese. How do we work that in? Yeah, how do we work? I had John Cleese in my head too. Oh, That's man. funny. These are yeah. just badly worded questions. I think I think yeah, that's agree. what it is. When I think of Glassboro, New Jersey, the first person I think of is John Cleese. You said Monty <laughs> Python, and I think of John I Cleese when that. I, I, All, right. All right, duets for 200. One of the most famous cowboy movies to ever hit the silver screen meets jazz great Miles Davis on the trail. Meets Miles Davis on the trail. Famous God, there's so many. There are lots of famous cowboy movies. There are. Uh, yeah, I got nothing. You got anything? No, nothing. I don't watch cowboy movies. Joey, you're going to kick yourself. I'm already kicking myself. The Magnificent Seven Steps to Heaven. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> Not that's bad. pretty good. Thank you. Now, now if, you, if you had said that's your middle school fight song meets Miles Davis. <laughs> wow, My middle school really? fight song was the theme to the Magnificent Seven. Are the the John Nance Garner? We are the Garner Yearlings. We had that da da dee da da dee. Garner yearlings. Garner Yearlings. Wow. There we go. Yeah. Theme to the Magnificent Seven. That's we're o for this category. Yeah. Yeah. We're folding. All right. Duets for three hundred. No The shot. Moody Blues join forces with Duke Ellington for their own version of a royal wedding. Come on. <laughs> How many Moody Blues songs do you know? Uh, I off the top of my head, I'm going to go zero. <laughs> All right, Brian, no shot. zero. Yeah, no yeah, shot. They did, you didn't have these in England. So, listeners, if you write down right now and seal it in an envelope, then send it in. You'll get some swag. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Knights in white satin doll. <laughs> I'm actually a little angry at that <laughs> because you should have got it. No, I'm not going to get that. All right. Okay. All right, all some of the dumbest lyrics ever written, by the way. Speaks oh. Latin, my satin doll. Come on. It rhymes. Come on. What else yeah. rhymes with satin? Well, that's oh. what I'm saying. Statins. Staten Could've Island. Could have used that. Staten Island. Staten yeah. drugs. There you go. Flatten. Exactly. Right. Oh, for three. <laughs> yes. About to go Duets over five. For 400. <laughs> this Richard Rogers show tune turned oh, jazz standard sounds funny. Especially when played by George Frederick Handel's principal trumpet player. <laughs> wow. 
The silence is deafening. <laughs> well, you have you have, have outsmarted and outwitted yourself. I this have. Week. I hope you're proud of yourself. <laughs> I am proud of myself. I. He laughed all week long and we're folding <laughs> so hard. I laughed all afternoon long when I was writing these. I have used this name several times in hopes that it's going to catch on. It's not. My <laughs> funny Valentine Snow. Oh. It's never going to happen. It's gonna happen. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna make Valentine Snow, Valentine Snow, the uh, household name. Okay. Okay. You keep at duets it. for five hundred. No chance. This is the best. This might be the best one I've ever done. Okay. Oh, John no. Coltrane's epic offering is ready in about thirty minutes, and everyone will think it's delivery. Uh, hold on. Uh huh. <laughs> Say that again. John Coltrane's epic offering I'm is there. ready in about 30 minutes, and everyone will think it's delivery. You better get this, because if not, you'll be kicking yourself the rest of the night. Come on, you can do it, Joe. James Moore is screaming oh, he is, but I, at <laughs> his phone. Is, 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 is new Coltrane part the of this room. first in the answer? I did it in order. Okay. That was a rule request, a rule change it was. request, and I didn't say. I mean, I was pretty clear to say epic. John Coltrane's epic offering. There, there's one thing there that should set itself, you know, kind of yeah. sets itself apart, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So I think I've got that half right because mm-hmm. we're yeah. at giant steps for that. Yep. Yes. No. That's no. John Coltrane's epic offering. Come on. Nope, there's one more epic in my You're opinion. saying that that is... When, I'm when not you saying say, it's not epic, I'm but saying when, that... But when you say John Coltrane's epic offering, the first thing that goes into everybody's head is giant going to be steps. giant steps. Yeah. Nope, I don't think so. I think yes. I'm going to get backed up on this. That no, you're w- not. The way I've done this is actually right. No, it's not. <laughs> that's gonna be, I'm going to say that that's the first yeah, the thing that comes into everybody's head. Are you going to contest this or yes, contest it, as Brian would say? Uh, I'm going to actually contest it, which is the actual meaning of the right. word. There's no contesting. <laughs> okay, but now that I know it's not that, now give me the clue again, since I, all I was thinking about was Giant Steps. John Coltrane's epic offering, not Giant Steps, is ready in about 30 minutes, and everyone will think it's delivery. So is it countdown to... to uh, um, what is it? It's uh, That's not it either? <laughs> oh, this is so good. What is it? A Love Supreme DiGiorno pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get to DiGiorno, like countdown yeah, to DiGiorno. I couldn't get to DiGiorno. <laughs> a Love Supreme. Supreme DiGiorno pizza. It's a Love Supreme DiGiorno pizza. <sighs> I think Come you're on. now fired. I think we're going to have to banish this category. We just went over five. <laughs> no, that doesn't mean that oh, the category is bad. Oh, for five. <laughs> I think we can blame the category. Wow. No, I don't think so. We ate it on that. This was your worst round ever. It would be (laughs) better than eating a DiGiorno pizza. I don't know. That's not pizza. pizza. (laughs) That's not pizza. (laughs) That's not pizza. (laughs) I will tell you, can I I share a little story of this week? Oh, yeah, please do, yeah. I know we're not supposed to have favorite students, right? Right. Oh, but one of my students came in this week, and and, uh, she's from the Chicago area and saw her parents this weekend. And they uh, gave her, and included one for me, a Lou Malnati's half-baked where they sent frozen. So yes. she came into her lesson on Monday with a Lou Malnati's pizza for me, which uh, Sylvia and I ate Monday night for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Deirdre's not doing yes. uh, a, a lot of uh, pizza right now. So we did and that. she became and your favorite student immediately. Yes, I, I know yeah. we're not supposed to play favorites, but I'm just saying. Sorry. That's a, that's a high bar right there. <laughs> yes, it is. I'll bet she would have got that. I love Supreme DiGiorno pizza. I'll ask. 
Yeah. All right, boys, time for a couple of things. So we've made many lists on this show. We've, we've talked about the rules, right? And we brought in our favorite recordings. We talked about that. It's time for the Open Bell Book Club because we are learned scholars in our field. And so tonight we're going to talk about, and this was tough, narrowed it down to our five favorite books. I mean, two of us are doctors. Right. <laughs> I think you meant I didn't two like of any you. of those books. I think you meant two of you are doctors, I think is what you meant <laughs> well, to Well, I think oh, the three of us have a podcast. Oh, oh right. I get it. <laughs> and two of those three. <laughs> None of those books are on my list. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys, are, you guys are much more learned than I am. <laughs> I think people might beg to differ. <laughs> yes. Um, Brian, why don't you get us started here with uh, your first favorite book? All right, first favorite book, The Inner Game of Tennis, uh, Timothy Galway. That's, yeah, right, nothing get, shocking I, We about have that. talked about that book on here before, but want, yeah. give us a why. Oh, it's just all, it's uh, one of those sort of the first seminal books about motor learning and skill set learning and about how the mind, when you're trying to do it, will get in the way. And so thinking about things outside the body is much more helpful and speeds the process. Yeah. Um, I will say this, people of our age, and yes, I said our age. I mean your age. Your age. No, I think our age. That we, was the book we had before the Inner Game of Music. We had the Inner Game of Music. It's tennis. better than the Inner Game of Music. It's much better than the Inner Game of Music. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think it's book. great. It's a great no, it's book. No, it's a great book. An absolute, an absolute must have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it. Joey, yeah. what do you got? What's your first one? All right. Before I start... Let me tell you of my difficulty in putting together this list. This is I, great. I love this. <laughs> you struggled, didn't you? I, I, st- I totally struggled. Uh, I, I do like to read. I think everybody should read. I think reading is uh, important and should be a regular part of everybody's day. So I started thinking, well, I want these to be relevant to trumpet playing at some point. So I thought, well, what are some really good trumpet books? Not like, you know, Arbenz and Clark, but like, you know, books people wrote about trumpet playing. Nobody reads those anyway. Uh, right, that's right. Nobody, anyway. nobody actually reads the, the Clark and Arbins, which they should, by the way. Uh, so I started thinking about those, and uh, I'm going to leave one out that I think is on Bill's list, and if it's not, I'll come back to it. But okay. I have five on that list. And I thought, well, that's not good, because there are some really good biographies out there of trumpet players, and some of them are great. So I had five of those, and, and I said, I'll pick one of those. And then I thought, well, they're related books, like what Brian's talking about here that I want to get to, that are, are books that really are about how you think and how you work. And so I put down like five of those. And actually, Inner Game of Tennis is, is on that list. Right. But it wasn't my first look book. And then I thought, well, there are a lot of great books out there that are just great, but they're still tangentially related. I can make these. I can bring these in <laughs> and show like, here's how I think Trumpet, why trumpet players should read these. Yeah. And, and I've got five on there as well. And then I just got to, you know, I do just like to read for fun. There are just some fun books out there. And I think you should just, these are some of my favorites. And well, there's a million on there, but I could limit that down to five. But I will just start with trumpet books. Here's a trumpet book that you should read. Frank Campos wrote a book called Trumpet Technique. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a good book. And here's the thing. I think it's out of print, but you can buy a Kindle version, and it's still affordable. Because some of these books, I, I when a doctoral students will take a trumpet pedagogy with me, I'll say, you should just buy these and have these. These are good. And somebody came and said, yeah, it's like $60 now, and it's a, right. it's it's not... It's a thin book. It, it's it, it, you know I think it's less than a hundred pages, 
Uh, I have it here on my shelf right in front of me. Yeah, I've got Mm -hmm. it right behind me. I pulled him down today. Um, But that's it's a it's a great book. I think he's very clear. Uh, No, no, Frank. Frank was at at, uh, Ithaca for most of his career. Eight hundred years. Yeah, as a terrific trumpet teacher, great pedagogue, and he wrote a what I think to be a very clear, very straightforward book on trumpet technique. The trumpet player should just go out and read. So that's my first one. I like it. All right, right. Billy. Billy, you're up. Love the context. Yeah. Because I knew this was going to be difficult for you. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. I, you said five, and I, I have I I five categories. <laughs> right. <laughs> he fought Each us on five. five. Yeah. Right. Uh, my first one, I'm going to zoom out a little bit, and I'm going to go with a book that I think, even though it was written by a composer for the layperson, somebody who doesn't really understand music, I think it should be required reading for any music major. And that is Aaron Copland's What to Listen For in Music. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? That's funny. I didn't, oh, I didn't even think of that one. Didn't pa- in my head. That's a back, great book. Great book. Not expensive. Talks about the different planes on which we listen and experience music, and I think it's a really, a really great way to provide some context for students. That's an excellent call. I like it. All right, we're through round one. That's all good. right, Brian. All right, so my next one is still related to exactly the same thing. Skill skill acquisition is the Talent Code by Dan Coyle. Great. Um, now, do yeah. I have to come up with another one? Oh, that's on your list. Of course. But no, ahead. I knew we'd overlap. That's why we I went out of my overlap. way. That's why I went out of my way to make sure I didn't overlap with you guys. I don't think I any of my five, That's my first great. five will be on your list. Because yeah, I think I know some of the ones you're going to pick. Mm-hmm. Tremendous. And it goes right in Joey's idea that play, playing the trumpet is not a natural act. Right. right? You, you learn it so anyone can learn it. Correct. And I think that's great. I do like that book an awful lot. Yeah. That's that's mm-hmm. great because he's, I, I, I mean, he goes about it in a way that, is much more quantifiable than me just saying no one's no one's born playing trumpet, <laughs> so there is no talent to play trumpet. So stop it, and he mm-hmm. proves that very well, frankly. Yep. And then if you if you think about his book and you think about what are quote trumpet talent hotbeds, you can imagine them the hotbed following Charlie and Barbara around the country <laughs> to their various places. Yeah. Right? Was, you go, I will oh, tell you what, boy, you know, Eastman in the eighties when I was there, just it just I guess there were just so many talented people there. And then Barbara and Charlie left and suddenly all of that talent was at Northwestern and <laughs> And Barbara and Charlie moved again, and now all that talent is (laughs) down at Bryce. I mean, it's 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 kind of remarkable how that follows them around. It's kind of an El Nino sort of (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Barbara and Charlie are the El Nino of trumpet. I love El Nino. (laughs) We should tell them that. That's really good. It's fabulous. All right, Joey, number two for you. Number two. So I'm moving over to biographies now, right? Okay. So and there are a lot out there, but I think the best one written is, is Pops which is a biography of, of Louis Armstrong written by Terry uh, Ticha, which is great. There had been other biographies of, of Louis Armstrong before, but with this one, he actually got new stuff. He went in and found letters oh. and interviews and stuff. It is, it's, a, it's well-written. It's comprehensive. It really paints a picture of a of true human being and not just the player or not just apart from the playing. It's a really complete look in a great way at, you know, one of the all-time greats, Louis Armstrong, and it's it's a it's a Beautiful. great read, totally worth reading. You should, everybody should everybody should go check it out. Very cool. I yeah. love biographies. You know, you get to it, well-written biographies. I think a lot of times when we look at great players, we think of them as sort of icons, not as real people. Yeah. So if you get a really good biography, you can get an actual sense that yeah, this was a real person. Yeah, I, yeah. This is something we can look at. You guys probably have this happen too, but like. I've had students come in and say, hey, my parents want to know what I need for Christmas. 
mm. this year, right? Like, yep. what, what, and so I've got that list locked and loaded with the mutes and the, you know, music they should buy or books or whatever. But I don't, I don't do this enough, like this kind of book. Because usually I want to make sure they have the Charlie Odovician. Of course. Is, but but yeah. this, this is a great, a great way to go too, to make sure that we're putting this stuff in front of them and yeah. they can have access to it. Uh, cool. So my second one, I'm going to go ahead and pivot because I, I had another one ready anyway. Uh-oh. But I'm going to go same author, Daniel Coyle, The Culture Code. Oh, yeah. So he took the, right, the same premise, but now if, if, you're, if you're in charge of any kind of group anywhere, check it out because he takes some of the same idea, his same way of thinking, and applies it to building that culture and installing a culture in your group. And uh, phenomenal stuff. Great author, great books. Yeah, he's terrific. All right. That's All right, round Brian. two. Brian, All right, so, so round three, I went, I went way far afield. Um, so if, you, if you're not a, an avid reader and you don't know about the Man Booker Prize, you should look at the books that are on that list every year. Um, so one of my favorite books of all time um, is the, uh, it was, was Jan Martel's second novel called Life of Pi. And I think it's just an incredible read. Um, I was just transfixed. Um, I read it mostly over um, a brass band contest weekend um, out in uh, out in um, in Fort Wayne. Of um, course you did. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you yeah, were, it, you weren't taking it all that Fort Wayne had to offer. <laughs> <laughs> Something happened to them. They don't know how to cook food. I feel oh, badly, but well, the food awesome. out there was not particularly great. I mean. Of course, I'm from Jersey now, so right. there goes all the Fort Wayne listeners. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was. Uh, We're going to get letters. Yeah, they do have great letters. beer, though. Great, great beer. Yeah, it's an yeah. amazing. Read. That's a great book. Um, yeah. yeah, fantastic. There's a reason he won the prize. Yeah. Absolutely. Very cool. Very cool. Joey, round three to you. All right, here I've got some related things, and I think this relates more to what you guys were just talking about. I'm a big Malcolm Gladwell fan, and I think the oh, most yeah. misunderstood book maybe of the last 25 years, is is outliers. Yeah. This is where the quote-unquote 10,000-hour rule comes from, which isn't right. a rule and isn't really a thing. Uh, so people kind of shortchange that book and say, oh, yeah, that's a 10,000-hour book. It's not. It's not. It's so much more <laughs> than that. And and Malcolm Gladwell, I mean, I could just, we could go off on him for a while. I listened to his podcast, and I, I've read amazing. all his books. Yeah. He's a very smart man who looks at things often in a way other people don't look at it quite that way and comes to fascinating conclusions. And outliers, I remember reading this going, well, right, yes, of course. <laughs> this makes so much sense. So yeah. go read it. And especially, it's, it's very valuable for musicians as well. You know, yeah. it's, not, it's not just about 10,000 hours. He starts talking about a, a Italian population in, in uh, northeastern Pennsylvania. He starts talking about youth hockey players. Mm. The... the the way he looks at things, it get, leads to absolutely fascinating results. Go read Outliers. It's fantastic. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, I'll round out round three with one I've, I've talked about before, and that's Jim Collins' Good to Great. Yes. Mm -hmm. Business fantastic. book, essentially, mm -hmm. but things that really kind of tie in with, you know, what is it that, you know, a whole bunch of people can get to a certain point, but who are the ones that really make it to that next level? And then if you don't know that book, or even if you do know it, of course, he's got this new addendum called Turning the Flywheel, which goes with it. It's like a $10 monograph addition to the book. Yep. And if you are engaged in any type of uh, recruitment, <laughs> if you're <laughs> a teacher, uh, this is something you definitely want to check out. His Turning the Flywheel premise is 
absolutely uh, fantastic. So Jim Collins, good to great, and the addendum turning the flywheel. Yeah, also well-written and really insightful Yes, stuff. Easy to understand. I mean, he's not using jargon. And there's a Super great, uh, the Tim Ferriss podcast where he interviews Jim Collins is one oh. of the most fascinating Oh, I've not heard I've that. Let's check that out. It's yeah. exceptional. Yeah. yeah. It's really, it's really good. All right, round four, Brian. Round four. Okay, so um, it's difficult for me to find one uh, in this slot, but this is also, again, on, um, you know, just how we live our lives, how people function every day. Um, and it's by, by an author named James Clear, and the book is called Atomic Habits. And it's just really well-researched, really well-thought-out way to sort of hack your life so that um, you can get the most out of it. Um, finds out the people with the most free time are the most disciplined folks. Um, and uh, and you can, and again, you don't have to be motivated. <laughs> you, um, you, you, uh, you set up your, your environment to support your habits and, and those little changes every day are what gets you where you need to go. Very cool. Atomic Habits, James Clear. Cool. I've not that, read that. That's good. That's an, is yeah. that an older book or is that? No, it's very new. Very new. Yeah, it's very okay, new. Cool. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Joey, what do you got for round four? All right. This is my uh, great books still related category. Um, this is a very funny book, but I think relates to trumpet players. There's a guy named A.J. Jacobs who's taken on a couple of year-long challenges and documented them. And one of them is called The Year of Living Biblically. Mm. So what he tried to do is for a year, follow all the rules in the Bible. <laughs> and so it's it's very it's very very funny, uh, um, uh, but uh, but you know he took he took it seriously like okay can I really do this? Um, and I think it, it it shows especially when you think about trumpet players how literal trumpet players can be. No offense to me. Um, uh, at the idea, no offense to himself. No offense myself That's exactly. Great. But the idea of you know, you might want to just take that with a, a a grain of salt because he's going. Okay, I'm going all in. I'm gonna go do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow every rule I've gone through. I've documented. I'm gonna try it. Very very funny. Very entertaining. And I think could be very instru instructional to people who one take themselves way too seriously or to take everything way too literally. That's very a very good book. I, I think you mean a cubit of salt, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> that would be way too much. Well done. <laughs> oh, I love All right. it. AJ uh, Jacobs, you said? AJ Jacobs, that's okay. correct. Let that down. Um, we'll put this no list up. This will be up on the yeah. website when we do this. Yeah, sure. There's no way this book was not going to um, make my list. And even though I've talked about it on here before, I think I have anyway. It's been incredibly inspirational and, in fact, led to my own project. And this is David White, Consolations. David White is a Yorkshire poet um, who wrote a book on um, the meaning of everyday words. So they're all one-word poems, and they're mm. incredibly thoughtful and introspective. Um, and as a result, then kind of encouraged me to write a series of etudes with that in mind, of course. So... When we'll are we more. when are we going to get to see we'll those talk etudes? Talk more about that uh, coming out soon. The, yeah, the, the, the covers, covers are you teasing done, right the now? Prom teasing Is that what you're a little doing? A little bit of a tease. The covers done. The uh, as you know, the, all of the uh, engraving. Is beautifully. Done. I hear it looks great. It looks fantastic. Mistake yeah. free. Mist yes. <laughs> yeah, and the artwork is going to be stunning. And uh, yeah, we're getting close. Fantastic. Getting very, very close. That's excellent. Uh, so David White. That's uh, W H Y T E. Consolations. It's a bedside book. You're just going to want to keep it around. It's a really great daily read. 
Next. All right, Brian, round five. Big, big okay. finish. Big finish. Yeah, big finish. Okay, so um, in my estimation, not everything we read should be um, informative about what we do in our careers or, um, or should be fun. Sometimes it can be um, just mind altering or emotion altering um, or just perspective altering. Um, and for me, um, that was a book called we wish to inform you that tomorrow we we will all be killed with our families. <laughs> wow, <laughs> a lighthearted yeah. read. So lighthearted read. It's called Stories from Rwanda, and it's by oh. Um, uh, oh. a reporter named Philip Gorevich, and uh, it is absolutely you know, stunning. With that intro, I thought you were going to go much more lighthearted, but oh no, totally went the other <laughs> no, way. The other oh, way. Went yeah. the other way. Went super dark. Um, I could just and, see you sitting outside with a glass of iced tea, sipping, you know, <laughs> sipping the tea, feet up, reading this. Oh, it, it wow. is. Yeah. You go off by yourself and, and read it. It is gripping uh, the story about the Rwandan genocide. Um, mm. And uh, it's it, just the story of what happened and how people um, what happened to people there, how they died, um, what happened to society, um, the role that the West had in it and the role that france had in it the un had in it it's um it's a remarkable Mm. sobering uh read um and things like that i think are important to our understanding of the world and our place in it so we wish to inform you that tomorrow we will all be killed with our families stories from rwanda by philip gorievich yeah wow wow (laughs) sorry (laughs) and if it's not the cornet it's something you're bringing us down yeah all the time. Wow. Well, I'm going a whole different direction here because mm-hmm. I, I actually was thinking, all right, I've been staying sort of, I want to be relevant to trumpet players, but reading for pleasure is something you should do. Mm-hmm. You know, don't wait for the movie. And people who read, I, you know, we're, we're, we are those people. It's not as good as the book. You know why we say that? Because it's true. Because you can't not. put all of the book into a movie. You just can't right. do it. The book has more detail, has more subtlety, more nuance. It's worth reading. So read the books. So uh, those of you who don't know me, I'm a giant sports fan. I follow pretty much everything that's competitive. And there are just tons and tons of great sports books. But one of my all-time favorites is called Loose Balls. It's the story of the ABA. Right? Yes. So those of you who don't know what the ABA is... Uh, the ABA was a, a professional basketball league started in this country to rival the NBA. And uh, so eventually the NBA sort of agreed to absorb and merge yeah, with the them. ABA. And four teams from the ABA are still uh, in the NBA. That's the, uh, well, it used to be the New Jersey Nets, now the Brooklyn Nets, uh, the Indiana Pacers, San Antonio Spurs, and the Denver Nuggets. So when you think about things like the three-point shot, that was from the ABA. You know, they, these kinds of things, they, that, there were changes, they were, they were doing things ahead of their time that then actually came in and to the NBA. But to think about, we think about how professional sports is now. It was very, very different at the time. And so the ABA was, uh, uh, you know, an offshoot professional league, and it was kind of crazy and wacky. And Terry Pluto, wow. who wrote this, uh, wrote this book, Chronicles, the, the History of the ABA, and it is fascinating. It's a great read. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me, this isn't on my list, but I guess I'm going to sneak one in here anyway, because you said basketball, but um, The Last Amateurs. Do you know about this book by oh, John Feinstein? Yes, of course. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. The the parallels to recruitment in higher ed with that book. Oh, like, sure. Right? Oh, well, it, it's 
It's amazing. Yeah. If you want, because this is sort of an you know like an inside basketball book. So right. for those of you who don't know the book Ball Four, do you know this book? No. It was written. Uh, it's a ba- it's a it's the same kind of thing of, of looking inside baseball. You should definitely yeah. check that. I can't yeah. remember who wrote that now, but it's a great one. I'll look that up. Yeah. Huh. Very cool. All right, Bill. Last one. Uh, last one. I, so I went the other direction. I, I started out, and I'm coming back to trumpet again because this is a life altering book for me. But it's Keith Johnson's "The Art of Trumpet Playing." This is the one I said. If you so, don't use this, I hold that reserve. When I said Frank right, Campos, on the list. <laughs> right, I've got it. brass performance and pedagogy. Keith Johnson. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's the brass performance of pedagogy. Yeah. This is the original art of trumpet playing. Art of trumpet playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, those both are. Those are, are the brass performance one is cool. It's kind of a, I don't want to say watered down version, but he just right. packaged it differently. Yeah. But man, the art of trumpet playing is. People oh, have great. to do. People have to do that through interlibrary loan now. Yeah. I think. I think copies are about two hundred dollars. Yeah. Those. Yeah. That. Those are the things that have been out of print. It's really frustrating. Yeah. I wish there were digital versions of that for sale, like right. trumpet technique by Campos. There, you can buy that on your for a Kindle. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. For twenty bucks. But yeah, that's when I said. I'm going to leave one off now that Bill's going to use, and it's Art of Trumpet Playing. That's Keith Johnson. Go I knew you'd have to go there. It's it's well, it's great. Now, you guys weren't prepared for this, but I'm going to throw this out there. Uh, I, how about an honorable mention? Because I know there's one you probably really struggled over throwing in there. I have one that I want to share. That's I have a 22. Yeah, I know you do. I know you're locked <laughs> and loaded. I know, I know you had. I know I had inner game of tennis, which I figured Brian was going to throw out. I right. had that. Yeah, but no, sure. Let's go honorable mention. Go honorable for it. Right. mention. Brian, do you have an honorable mention? I, I don't. I whittled it down to five. Those are the five books I've actually read. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, I'll, I'll throw out my Go honorable ahead. mention. Um, by This is an older book, but it's by Justin Halpern, H-A-L-P-E-R-N, and the title is My Dad Says. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there it is. And there's a there's a, a he had a it started as a blog, right? Yeah. And then and then went to the book and then got then was a TV show for a while that I think right we the were TV show was not great. not great. Uh, it was good but intent, it didn't work. <laughs> the book is hilarious. It's, pretty funny. it's really funny. I yeah. Sat there reading that with the tears rolling down my face, you know. Uh just amazing, amazing stuff. So there's a funny honorable mention. All right, I got an honorable. I, well, I have a bunch of honorable mentions, but I, I, let me go this way: is uh, I'm not only a big sports geek, and I know trumpet players and musicians often. We often compare ourselves to athletes, which I don't love. I mean, we're not athletes; we're artists. And but I can certainly see there are similarities sometimes in the way that we prepare. Mm-hmm. But I often think that there is more similarity in how we prepare to com- comedians than athletes. Yes, I like. So that. when I read books written by comedians, I often think. Yeah, I know that. You know, like you, you start off and you think you're doing pretty well and then you get up in front of people and maybe it's not as good as you thought and you rework right. stuff and you kind of... But the solitary nature of how we practice and the solitary nature of how comedians work I think is is much more a one-to-one than I see with athletes. So there's a book Judd Apatow wrote called Sick in the Head mm. where he kind of chronicles because he started when he was a kid like just putting stuff together. And trying to meet people and going to meet and interviewing people and doing like little mm. radio things that he would have a little microphone and cassette recorder. And, I, I, you know, and it worked like he got himself started this way. It's wow. a great read. Uh, and it's very funny. It's very entertaining. He tells these stories, but kind of chronicles how he goes. And I, I found a lot of comedians books to be really, really informative in this way. It's, and, and, yeah. and of course, they're professional comedians, so they're fun to read. 
Right, of course. Like so there's my honorable yeah. mention right there. I like it. Okay, That's I do. Ha- I do have an honorable mention. It's right. it's easily the funniest funniest book my wife and I have ever read. Um, she was pregnant with um, Hannah when we when we read the book. She actually peed her pants when we were reading it. <laughs> we're reading She's it gonna be loud. very happy. You're putting yeah. that on. She doesn't this, listen to the podcast. Know. She thinks yeah. we're nuts. Oh, that's what, you're totally safe. She's yeah, not totally wrong. safe. <laughs> um, it's uh, by um, uh, the author Dave Barry, who's sure. the, Dave Barry. the yeah. columnist. Um, it's called Babies and Other Hazards of Sex: How to Make a Tiny Person in in Only Nine Months with Tools You Probably Have Around the Home. <laughs> we literally, it was like we couldn't breathe. It was mm. it was great. So I don't know. We were in our late twenties. You know, and yeah. she was pregnant with Hannah. We were living in Evansville, Indiana, so we needed a good laugh. And um, it was wow. yeah. just Brian, trashing Indiana. Just trashing Indiana. Tonight. Okay, so here's what Brian did. Uh, for those of you who are not great at geography, Fort Wayne is in the northeast part of the state, and Evansville is in the southwest part of the state. You're I've just seen trashing whole, the whole state the whole from top state. to bottom. What's next week? Bloomington. <laughs> I have enjoyed, Bloomington enjoyed is Bloomington. delightful. Yes, it's I've enjoyed there. my time it's in Bloomington, nice try, and Brian. I enjoyed yeah. my time in Indianapolis too. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it it's yeah that would be my honorable mention uh, as a direct opposite to the Goryevich book on yes. Rwandan genocide. Yeah. yeah. Well, your bookshelf is all over the road. <laughs> it is all over the place. Well, that's good. Wow. You should have variety. That's, that's why it. I had categories. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right, boys. Time for no offense. All right, I know it's a night we're talking about books, right? Our favorite books, the research mm-hmm. we do. But listen, there's no science books on this list, and there's a reason for that. <laughs> you're a trumpet teacher, you're not a scientist. So unless you have a degree in science, stop applying it to trumpet playing. Oh, you're please. making me crazy. Yes, the number of times I hear, well, what is happening is, and then they're just making stuff up. Because <laughs> listen, you know, uh, you know, you guys are doctors, and we've all been doing this a long time. There's a lot we don't know. And right. it's okay to say, listen, we're not really sure how fast the air is moving in your mouth, and it doesn't really matter, and it's probably not even the same person to person. Right. You know, so the idea that well, what you've got to do is, and what the science of this is, and, you know, and your respiratory system will be affected by the, uh, this organ moving when you take the inhale. Stop it. Just stop. Stop it. Stop. Trumpet I'm teaching need you to stop talking. Trumpet teaching <laughs> is an art. It is not a science. How many foot pounds uh, does it take to play a high C? <laughs> the same number of licks as it takes to get the center <laughs> of a Tootsie <laughs> Roll Tootsie <laughs> Pop. <laughs> three. And three. Three exactly. shall be the number to which you shall count. And I'm out. You are out. <laughs> you proceed directly from one <laughs> to two, not to five. And five. We're all is out. right out. <laughs> At least we think we're funny. <laughs> well, that's all that really matters. Well, that should about do it for today. We've come to the end of another episode. Thanks for joining us on The Open Bell and especially on Book Club Night. Stay tuned, tell your friends, and remember that reading is important, but trumpet is importanter. So long for now. That remember hurt. to keep an open mind, but more importantly, an open bell. <laughs>